Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Friends, Walt and I will lead a Bible study tour in the land of Israel. We will walk where Jesus walked, and we would love to meet you in person in Israel. The dates for the trip are November 8th to the 19th in 2022. That's later this year. Check out the link for the Walk with God Israel tour in the show notes below. Welcome to Walk with God. When Walt and I were in Bible college, our professors started talking about trips to Israel, and they would tell us how much time in Israel would just open up God's Word and make it come alive. And through the years, as we've traveled to Israel, over 30 trips now, we've been on Bible tours, we've opened the pages of Scripture And as we travel in the land of Israel, we experience great diversity in geology, topography, the climate of this small country. And today we're going to go south. Uh, If we're at the Dead Sea, we'd rise up out of the Dead Sea and head toward the west. And we actually come into a beautiful area, the Negev, with rolling hills. And we arrive at the ancient site of Arad, Genesis in Judges one sixteen, the descendants of Moses' father-in-law, the Kenite, went up from the city of Palms, that's Jericho, with the people of Judah to live among the inhabitants of the desert of Judah in the Negev near Arad. And so standing there on the ruins of Arad, we're surrounded by the rolling hills. There are different flocks of sheep, goats, and camels grazing all around us. Looking toward the north, we would be looking toward the cities of Hebron and Bethlehem and the city of even Jerusalem. And along the way is an ancient town where our story takes place. Here in the first verses of First Samuel 25, a certain man in Mahon who had property there at Carmel was very wealthy He had a thousand goats and three thousand sheep, which he was shearing in Carmel. His name was Nabal, and his wife's name was Abigail. She was an intelligent and beautiful woman, but her husband was surly and mean in his dealings. He was a Calebite. And these couple of verses set the stage for the rest of this story. They get us into the place, and they start talking about some of the people. There's a certain man from this town just north of Irod on the way to Hebron, and he's very wealthy. He owns a thousand goats and 3,000 sheep, 4,000 animals total. And usually uh, 40 animals together in a flock would be a good flock. One shepherd could watch over that many. But very few shepherds could watch over 100. I mean, we're talking about this guy has a lot of flocks out there watched by a lot of shepherds. So there's a lot of people there working for him and working with him. But even though he's wealthy, his name, Nabal, means a fool. Um, he is a fool. He's surly. He's irritable and rude. He's mean. And then we're going to find out that he's also greedy and selfish. And just even as I say them, I, these are character traits none of us want to have. 
And then to think that his wife is married to a man where these traits are true, her name actually means cause of joy, and it presents the idea of comfort and delight. The biblical text tells us she's intelligent. She is a wise woman, and she's beautiful. And you know, there are only two other women in the Bible that are noted to be beautiful, Rachel and Esther. And this couple presents such a sharp contrast between foolishness of this man and the wisdom and the godliness of, of this woman. Well, sheep shearing time, that means it's early spring, late winter, but early spring, and we're going to harvest the wool from this many animals. It would have a great payment. It would be worth a lot and make this man even wealthier. Um, the wool's used to make articles of clothing, and, and the goat hair is used to construct their tents that they lived in. And these are all necessary products for life in the Gev. And remember, the text tells us he is surly and mean. He's rude, greedy, and selfish. He's ready to take all his money at the time of this harvest. And after all, it's all his money, and he's going to take it all. Well, this is a difficult relationship. Anyone relating to this man, and certainly Abigail, finds herself in a difficult marriage. Well, continuing, while David was in the wilderness, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep, so he sent ten young men. Go to Nabal and Carmel and greet him in my name. Long life to you, good health to you and your household, and good health to all that is yours. Now I hear it's sheep shearing time. When your shepherds were with us, we did not mistreat them. And the whole time they were at Carmel, nothing of theirs was missing. Ask your own servants and they will tell you. Therefore, be favorable toward my men since we come at a festive time. Please give your servants and your son David whatever you can find for them. When David's men arrived, they gave Nabal this message in David's name, and then they waited. You know, David and his men are living there in the wilderness. They're moving around in the region of the Negev. There are Philistine bands traveling around, and Nabal's flocks, hundreds of them, were protected by David and his men. And, and it's sheep shearing time. This is a, a delightful time, but this is also the time the whole year comes down into this, this harvest. And they, David's mighty men, have been providing protection for Nabal's shepherds for the whole year. And he says, please give your servants and your son David whatever you can find for them. This is a, a humble and a polite request. David's not demanding payment. I need this much for this amount of work. But he is expecting a generous gift because they deserve a generous gift. And Nabal has the ability to give that that gift. So these 10 men deliver the message to Nabal. Remember, he has a company of men, probably at least a hundred. And so there's only 10 of David's men. And, and so we're going to see his response. But the custom of this land was, if I provide protection throughout the year, and now it's sheep shearing time, you need to, to extend lavish hospitality towards us. It's a feast, and during this time, it's during harvest, there's much food being prepared, and people are enjoying, and they're in a festive time. And then Nabal gives his response to these ten men, who is this David? 
Who is the son of Jesse? Many servants are breaking away from their masters these days. Why should I take my bread and water and the meat I've slaughtered for my shears and give it to men coming from who knows where? David's men turned around and went back. When they arrived, they reported every word. David said to his men, each of you strap on your sword. So they did, and David strapped his on as well. About 400 men went up with David, while 200 stayed with the supplies. And just Nabal's response to to David's servants, it's more than foolish. It's arrogant. This man says, I'm I'm bulletproof. Um, many servants. When he says many servants have broken away from their masters, he he probably is talking about David's estrangement from King Saul. And David didn't break away, but he did flee. And David's men go back. They report every word, each foolish word Nabal spoke, and he says, "Strap on your swords. We're going to have four hundred men come with me, and we're going to go up and confront this guy, this rude man." whose response was so disrespectful. He lacked gratitude and appreciation for the the work, the safety, the protection that David's men had provided, both for his servants and for his flocks. And David's response here, let's get ready to rumble. And I can't do that like they do in in the arenas for a, a, a boxing match. David's angry. He's going to take 400 mighty men, and these men knew how to engage battle, and, and they're going to kill every male, both human and probably animal, there that are under Nabal's roof. Well, and, you know, as this is happening, these 10 servants return to David, and David says, strap on your swords. At the same time, a very courageous servant goes to Abigail, Nabal's wife, David sent messengers from the wilderness to give our master his greetings, but he hurled insults at them. Yet these men were very good to us. They did not mistreat us. And the whole time we were in the fields near them, nothing was missing. Night and day, they were a wall around us. The whole time we were herding our sheep near them. Now think it over and see what you can do because disaster is hanging over our master and his whole household. He is such a wicked man that no one can talk to him. This is a servant of Nabal coming to Abigail, his wife. Well, verse 18, Abigail acted quickly. She took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five dressed sheep, five large baskets of roasted grain, a hundred cakes of raisin, and 200 cakes of pressed figs and loaded them on donkeys. That's multiple, many donkeys. She is packing a picnic because she needs to make a statement. She needs to persuade this man and turn him away from the wicked response that her husband, that insult that he delivered to David's servants. Go ahead and I will follow. But she did not tell her husband. Imagine this servant as he comes to Abigail and says, do something quickly. Disaster is about to happen. And Abigail acted quickly. She's intelligent. She's wise. And she understands the consequences of her husband's foolish words unless she intervenes. 
She packed an impressive picnic, loaded many donkeys, and she sent them off toward David's camp. And, you know, there were times when we've had picnics when we were bringing in hay and we wanted to keep doing the work, but food was brought out to us. This is more than just a little food. This is a feast. And Abigail instructs her servants, go ahead and give them with the donkeys, give all this food to the men and I will follow and she sent a generous offering, but realizing she not only needed to send an offering, she not even needed to send this peace request, she needed to go there and she needed to apologize for her husband's foolishness and to beg David for forgiveness for the foolish words that Maul had spoken to his men. And as we summarize her response as she comes before David, I take some time to read in your Bible through 1 Samuel 25, as we will not cover every single verse in this summary. So she came riding her donkey, and there were David and his men descending toward her, and she met them. David had just said, it's been useless, all my watching over this fellow's property in the wilderness so that nothing of his was missing. He has paid me back evil for good. May God deal with David, be it ever so severely, if by morning I leave alive one male of all who belong to him. Well, when Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey. She bowed down before David with her face to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, Pardon your servant, my Lord, and let me speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. Pay no attention, my Lord, to that wicked man, Nabal. He is just like his name. His name means fool, and folly goes with him. And as for me, your servant, I did not see the men my Lord sent. And she goes on and she asks for him to accept this gift. Let this gift, which your servant has brought to my Lord, be given to the men. And even as we, we get to this section of the scripture, we have to ask the, the question of head to heart. Okay, so we're learning about this. There, there's a contrast between this foolish man and his wise and gifted wife. But it challenges us. <laughs> Which extreme are we headed towards? Are, are we becoming more and more wise? Uh, what's the posture of my heart? Or am I becoming more proud and arrogant? Um, am I humble? This is a wealthy wife that humbles herself and that really um, takes on this servant role. And, and we're going to see more of that. And it reminds me of James 4, 6, where it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Do you want God to oppose you? Um, if you do, be proud. If But if you want God's grace, then be humble. And I like the way you said that, Walt. This is a wealthy woman. She has many servants. She she could have just sent the food and sent servants to David, but she recognized that she needed to come, as it were, that diplomat in the situation. Abigail saw David. She quickly got off her donkey. She fell at his feet. Please accept this gift. Abigail continues to speak humbly to David and cites his lasting dynasty from the hand of God. And when the Lord your God has brought my Lord's success, she says, remember your servant. And I love David's response to her. He's 
he now has had a little bit of time to think about what he's about to do. And this woman has has caused him to pause. And he says to Abigail, praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed this day. David accepted from her hand what she had brought him and said, go home in peace. I've heard your words and I've granted your request. And even with this this response, this praise for Abigail and her good judgment, David sends her back in peace and, and, and he says, your good judgment, your wisdom has kept the shedding of blood away from your household. And what a contrast of Abigail's actions of humility um, before David to Nimbal's actions. And as she returns home, her husband is holding a banquet and he's very drunk. He doesn't even know the disaster that is right at his doorstep that his wife just avoided. What a fool. Well, Abigail waits till morning when Nabal is sober, and she tells him what almost happened. And his heart failed, and ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal, and he and he died. And then, when David heard that he was dead, he said, Praise be to the Lord, who has upheld my case against Nabal for treating me with contempt. And he's kept his servant from doing wrong, and he's brought Nabal's wrongdoing down on his own head, David praises the Lord and says, God, you've treated him. He treated me with contempt. Now, Lord, you've treated him with contempt. And the Lord took this situation as as David paused and waited that Abigail came and bowed before him and asked him to receive the gift that she had brought. And David turned around and went back. He did not take innocent blood, as it were, um, of this whole household of Nabal, David sent servants to Carmel, and he then asked Abigail to become his wife after her husband had died. Once again, her response to David later in First Samuel chapter 25, I am your servant. This is a woman filled with humility. She is intelligent. She's wise. But she says, I'm your servant. I'm ready to serve you. And in fact, I will wash the feet of my Lord's servants. And Abigail became the wife of David. You know, Nabal was foolish. He was unwise. He was an ugly, mean man. Abigail was intelligent. She was wise. And when we think of head to heart, we have to realize that we often deal with difficult relationships, difficult circumstances in our life. And it's important that we pause long enough to think about how will we respond? What will my words be? What will my actions be? David's first response was anger. He didn't pause and seek the Lord's guidance for how he would handle Nabal's foolish response to him. And so we need to pause. We need to ask the Lord's guidance and direction in those relationships. Well, you know, each week it's our desire to open the pages of Scripture, to share God's truth, and then to look at that and ask the Lord to lead us. How can we apply His truths to our lives? 
And we hope as you have come on this week's trip to Israel, to the area of Arad and the site there, that the Bible has come alive once again. And until our next time together, it's our prayer that each of us will continue to walk with God. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Friends, Brenda and I will be leading a Bible study tour in the land of Israel. We will walk where Jesus walked, and we would love to meet you in person there in Israel. The dates for the trip are November 8 through the 19th of this year, 2022. And check out the link for the Walk with God Israel tour in the show notes below.